Report, everyone, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. And I'm your singular co-host, Steve Trollinger. Steven Trollinger, that is blatantly not true. Today is a very special episode because uh, not only is this a B-side, which we haven't done in a while, but we have a special guest who, Steve, I'm going to pimp you into introducing since you guys actually know each other through non-Zoom me- mediums. Yes. First of all, I'm still accurate because I am a co-host. And we are introducing a guest. Guest and co-host are two different, two different uh, positions in the hierarchy. I used to be a guest, and now I'm a co-host. <laughs> as of like five episodes ago, yes, you're no longer a special guest. Yes, and taking over as the the taking over the position of special guest is a very dear friend of mine. Uh, I've mentioned him on the show a couple on a couple of occasions, uh, but now I actually get to say his last name. So uh, please no welcome, pressure. yeah, please welcome to uh, the Song Times Report, Andy Felicitas, uh, a good friend of mine, a very good friend. Uh, we go way. He is actually my oldest friend at this point, in terms of person I've known the longest who still hangs out and talks to me on occasion. And I've hung in there as long as I can. I am also the godfather to his child. This is true. Uh, and so I am I am actually legally in charge of teaching his daughter about uh, Jesus. Yes. Um, and what a scary, actually not so scary thought that is. I feel like you would give Jesus his due diligence. But Andy, ju- just, oh sorry, just to confirm Andy, um, you don't want Steve to breathe a word about bad music to her though. No, 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 no bad music. That, that's just, healthy. just, just. But I just imagine the conversation where you're getting so in depth about some mundane aspect of of religion, and she's just looking at you quietly pooping her pants. It's going to be amazing. Listen, Mike has done the same on the podcast many times. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, I'm dizzy from that already. That's amazing. Um, I, look, so, I can neither confirm or deny that because Mike will be back next week. Um, but there's just some times where in my Zoom window, I've looked at his Zoom window, and I don't think I, there, there's something afoot there. I guarantee there's a Mike Russell I poop my pants story. So here's here's the scariest thing as I list as I because I've listened to you guys not quite from the beginning but I was explaining to Nick before we started recording that um, Steve you told me about this podcast that you're on so I checked it out and then there was you know a few episodes before that so I I I went back to listen I'm now completely caught up in the entire catalog of Songtopsy uh, reports and I am a I don't know if shame is the right word but <laughs> I relate. Probably the most to Nick's stories of the three of I'm you, even though Steve flattered. and I are. I, <laughs> oh no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm thrown off here. It's Mike's, it's Mike's stories that I relate the most to. I'm so sorry, it's Mike, and that's why I'm ashamed. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> I just love a boring, banal existence. Uh, but yes, so, so Andy and I, Andy, Andy and I go way back, and uh, and I, he has many stories of, about me. I'm sure that I've probably forgotten that we won't talk about it all today Why not? because he knows that i know all the stories about him and we don't know if his parents are going to watch <laughs> listen to this episode ah you know what that's mm, that's very fair that's 
Damn it. Aha! But the the story the stories that I am interested in and uh just as a quick tangent, I will still try to get both of you to throughout this episode reveal stories about the other. Um, fair. However, Andy, you are a DJ and one who has done many weddings in the past as well, correct? Yes, I've been a DJ for pro- probably going on, on about 10 years now, maybe a little less than 10 years. Uh, weddings primarily, and then also on a dinner cruise line that does like nightly three-hour tours, uh, of which I get to DJ a for like an hour, hour and a tour? half. A th- yes, a three-hour tour. Um, so yeah, uh, I've I've I, I wish I could say I've seen and heard it all, but every year there's something new that surprises me about the business that I've decided to place myself into. Is is wedding DJing lucrative? I've heard generally the answer is yes, but I've never spoken with someone directly who's done this for this long. So it can be. It depends on how much you want to hustle. Is really what that what that comes down to. Um, but it's it actually is a lot of work that no one ever really thinks about because they just see like, all right, the guy's here. We we've arrived and there's music playing and we're dancing we're having fun. And I then, got an iPhone. I could do this. Right. <laughs> and then everybody leaves and there's still the you know the the cleanup that takes you know to anywhere from forty five minutes to two hours and not to mention the setup that happened before that and hauling all the gear and all that. So it is lucrative, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. Plus the people um, who just assume that you like know things about where you are and that you actually work there, and so they ask you questions you can't answer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> well, I can get right into a story if you want, but uh, uh, yeah, no, there's a, just the, lots of assumptions about uh, the person behind the DJ booth. Probably the most is that I can I can charge their phone. Um, which is not not true, but I also don't want thirty people's iPhones um, just that I'm stepping on behind my DJ booth. Well, because then you're so. also accepting the responsibility. If not in, like explicitly, they will assume if their phone goes missing, why right. weren't you looking is, at it? It's yeah, exactly, job. exactly. My SIM card's missing. It must have been the DJ. It's also the the amount of trust that some people put into because there. I mean, there are people that don't actually put passcodes on their phones, so they just hand it to me and it's unlocked. And they're just like, you're, he, I can trust him. He's the DJ. He's fine. He's fine. No, I'm not. But thank you. <laughs> That's going to be the takeaway uh, lesson for all of our listeners. Don't trust DJs. Uh, sure. Yes. <laughs> That's what I chose. We'll go with that. <laughs> and we're, of course, going to keep things uh, very much in the realm of no specifics, just so that... Andy can continue to have a job and a, yes. and, and a business. Yes. Well, probably, business. I mean, some of the stories that we get into, I, I've probably shared with clients as they've asked me questions about what they should be doing with music choices or the order of events at their weddings. Uh, because all the stories are sort of like cautionary. Don't do it this way. Try doing it this way because it's been done this way before and here's what happened. So... Uh, I won't mention names, and if anyone listens that is uh, recognizes their story, hopefully they won't be offended. But I've already DJed for them, and they're already married, so it's it's fine. It's fine. It's not like I'm waiting around for the bar mitzvah. Actually, I haven't done any of those yet. But actually, actually, to to segue into that a little bit, um, as I'm sure you, the listener, have seen based on the title of this episode, we're primarily going to be discussing and dissecting. Um, some of the most popular songs that you will hear at weddings. Now, for, for research, we, we uh, 
put together a list. Andy, uh, the, the list of songs that we're referencing. So, How did so you this find is, this? So this is, um, there's a company, um, there, or essentially there's there's a, a web-based like software that DJs can use and they can pretty much upload a list of their entire music library and then give a login to their clients and those clients can then log in rifle through the songs they have and like specifically request different songs for different you know aspects of the wedding and so this company will take all of that data every year and spit it out into i think it's a 67 page pdf of like top 200 most played you know top 100 first dance songs top 100 garter songs all that kind of stuff um and so what i do is i i use that i i hand that out to clients to say hey here's what's popular it's a way for you to kind of like highlight what you want, uh, certainly a way to find out what you don't want to hear at your wedding. Um, and so I, some people use it. Most people just have been working on a Spotify list since they, well, especially the, the, the women will start on like a Spotify music playlist. Yeah. And then that's what I'll get instead of this. But this is still a good reference point for sure. So throughout this episode, we're going to be kind of discussing some of the songs that we have uh, opinions on. But I will say going through this entire list, I feel like the biggest take-home point was I noticed that there seems to be a ton of crossover between popular songs that are requested at wet weddings and karaoke songs. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the the concentric circles seem to overlap almost entirely. And I wonder if... Because I've, I have been to a grand total of four weddings in my life. And the first two, I was a plus one to them. And the first one was a Vietnamese wedding, and the second one was an Indian wedding. So I didn't recognize any of the music I was hearing at either of those. However, Andy, as someone who has been present for way more weddings, do you find this list... I mean, I'm assuming the list is accurate, but do you find that there's like a an ebb and flow to like the kinds of music people l- listen to, either throughout the wedding itself or just over the years as you've been doing it? So uh, I find that the more alcohol is around, uh-huh. the more the list really is sort of derived to its to like the core songs that everyone thinks about for weddings, because that's what ends up getting requested. Other than like whatever the current hip hop trend song is, that's just like oh god, I don't, there's not even a clean version of this I can play. You really want me to play that? Uh, you know, it's. Um, this this is fairly accurate and probably annoyingly so in terms of like the number of times I've heard various you know uh, versions of these songs. Oh yeah, I've got. I went down this list and I was just they they part of the we, when we were, when I was discussing this with with uh, with Andy and, and Nick, we, the question was asked. Oh well, do we have any? Do we play any clips? And my thinking was. Every song, almost every song I've I've looked at so far in like the first top thirty, I have a, v- a vivid sense memory of that song from a wedding. So I don't feel like if this is a universal concept, and I'm pretty sure, at least in in America, it is. Anybody who listens to this episode is like, oh yeah, I want to dance with somebody. Yeah, I immediately connect mm-hmm. that to mm-hmm. uh, at least eight weddings that I've been to. Uh, you know, like that's. And, and going back to like Nick's point of like the mixed karaoke songs, like I don't know any, I don't know anybody who dances to Jesse's Girl at a wedding. You, like Jesse's Girl is not a song you dance to. Jesse's Girl is a song that you sing and jump at, around to at two in the morning when you've had like four vodka cranberries at Nick's birthday party. Yeah. A lot of these, mine? a lot of that these... was the last karaoke I did. Ah, yes. <laughs> so a lot of these can fall under the category of like the last five songs you hear to wrap up a bar closing. Ooh, you know, like I mean, that, that's that, that's kind of where that falls, and 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 from a 
a DJ standpoint, you you want to kind of wrap up the evening in a, in a in a nice bow. Like, all right, we've all had fun together. Uh, let's put on a song that everyone already knows. You're already drunk enough to sing along to. There'll be some, you know, jumping around and dancing, not not real dancing to, as you said, like Jesse's Girl or like number four of the top 200 on this list is Don't Stop Believing by Journey. And that's, you can hear that at the end of a wedding or the last song played at a bar before they spit everybody out for the night. So that is a, that is a strictly jump up and down to Don't Stop believe it just jump up and down sort of yeah that's all exactly. you, that's all you've got you're not popping and locking to journey that's just not <laughs> how that works also i'm surprised that having said having you having said that that like closing time by semisonic is not like number eight on this list like i don't i don't even remember where i don't even see so I it is it, it is i think closing time is actually number one on the list of like last songs to play at a wedding which i really don't understand because lyrically, it's about I think it's about him um, having a like having his first child. Yeah, and how it's his about li- it's about yeah. Closing time is from the perspective of a baby being born. Maybe like, th- maybe the- that's what precipitated the wedding that you're at to begin with. Uh, oh, <laughs> very true. Uh, that reminds me of a wedding I had where so the we were talking about cell phones and how people will just kind of drop them off and trust me with their cell phones. The same happens when there's a co- a young couple that has a young child that they don't want to deal with at this wedding will somehow end up like, oh, you can hang out with the DJ. No, no he doesn't. No, no, thank you. I'm good. I mean, I'll, I'll. so let me rewind. As a wedding DJ, just a, an entertainer in general, whatever I can do to enhance everyone's experience, I don't mind doing to a point. Uh, but I'm not going to babysit your kid as as I need to because I have respond. I've been I'm being paid a decent amount of money to to direct how this party is happening. So babysitting your child is not a part of that uh, agenda whatsoever. Teacher, mother, secret lover. <laughs> so the the what I'm what I'm remembering specifically is uh, a wedding I did at a hotel where they were initially going to have their ceremony overlooking this like pond that was on the hotel. It was like a Holiday Inn kind of hotel. Um, and then the, they ended up having to have it inside and the reception was in like a conference room essentially. And this little boy had a Batman fedora with matching Batman, like slip on sneakers, a young Steven Trollinger. Yeah. And his name was Bubba. Oh, <laughs> it was like this six year old named Bubba that just came to hang out with me behind the DJ booth for, for a good portion of the evening. Oh, um, Bubba. and I had no idea. Yeah. Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I wouldn't use names, but that's, I mean, that's such a random, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was interest, an interesting uh, evening with Bubba. Well, they I actually tra- wanted... Oh, go sorry. Ahead. I just, I wanted to, before this, this topic gets cold, because Nick said that he had gone to two, those two weddings where he didn't understand any of the music. And I, Andy, I seem to recall you telling me a story at one point about a similar wedding that you couldn't... Yes. Like, they were asking you to play music that you couldn't understand, and you were just sort of hoping that it yeah. was okay. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, the cruise line where I work, uh, will, they employ DJs. And so if you get married on the boat, then they'll just assign you a DJ from their, their, you know, queue of DJs and say, all right, he'll be your DJ for today. Um, but you can pay an extra fee and you can bring on your own DJs if you want. Um, so this was an Indian wedding, which, uh, if you've never been to an Indian wedding, it's actually like a multi-day affair that I still don't quite understand, but, their second or third day of receptions was on the cruise line, and they hired specifically 
an Indian like DJ entertainment company from New York City to drive down to Baltimore to DJ for this reception. Uh, but then what ended up happening is he handed me a thumb drive um, of music, and the folder was labeled. First of all, the folder was labor- labeled Bollywood bangers. Nice. That was yes, exactly Bollywood bangers. And he handed he said. There you go. And he, so the, the boat I, I work on is there's two indoor levels. So there's a DJ on each level. He went downstairs and played top 40 to the young crowd of, of probably, you know, uh, uh, Indian 20 somethings who are second generation here in the States. So they're pretty westernized and they're just digging all the top 40 music. Like that scene from the Titanic with all the Irish people. <laughs> yeah, with all the Bollywood music. Right. I, I was left with all of the older people. Uh, and a you know this thumb drive I can load into the software which will analyze for for tempo uh, beats yeah, per minute yeah. and it'll tell me a key uh, and otherwise you know I might understand the title of the song uh, but probably not so I was just mixing based off of uh, uh, tempo and key to try and at least get a flow going but what would happen is I'd play a song and everyone would get really excited and then I'd mix it into the next one and they would just look at me like what the fuck are you doing. <laughs> Why, why would you play this one there? And I'm like, I just, I was flying blind. I was flying blind. So what happens when I do that, though, you know, anytime it's it's uh, like Egypt, I've done Egyptian weddings, I've done Indian weddings, I've done Greek weddings, um, it, it, invariably I'll get requests for songs. And if I can find them, like on Spotify, on the fly, I can, you know, I'll play them that way. But then I'll make notes. So eventually I have, you know, a top 10, which we don't have a list here now, but a top 10 of Indian songs, top 10 Egyptian songs, top 10 songs that if I could play it for that particular group, I can at least get them dancing for 30 minutes, maybe an hour if I'm, if I'm, if I'm good. And, and that's could just, have been, oh, no, I was just saying it could have been worse. You know, at least he gave you the thumb drive. You could have just been, I, I think I've got that one Punjabi MC song. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's essentially, it, that was essentially trial by fire. Um, and I, all I could do was my best, but I came away, like, I'm trying to remember that, uh, the Lungi dance was the one that I came away with. Uh, which apparently is is just a, a song about the traditional sort of um, pants that just are sort of wrapped around instead of like having individual legs. I'm slaughtering this culture at this point, but <laughs> lungies are like pajama pants or something within the culture, and it's just called lungie dance, and it's a banger. If I if I have Indian folks on and I just play it uh, outright, I can usually get them dancing. That's almost where you're like a cultural anthropologist. It's like, uh, here, here's my spitball of what I think will work. Let me play it and observe what happens. And then over 10 years as a career, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. like you just have, I'm sure, like your little like break in case of emergency. I've got like a top 10 of music that's probably reliable here in this exactly. instance. And wow. Exactly. And and also with that, I mean, on the cruise line, uh, I never know on a, on a, on a, on an, uh, on any random evening, I could be walking into... Uh, someone who just got married and their 30 guests along across the aisle from a 50th wedding anniversary along with a an Indian family's birthday and then a smattering of anniversaries and I have to get all of them dancing at some point or another so I need to learn all that music as I go no you just play yeah by usher that's universal oh, yeah. for it's, every yeah, it's single, universal. To, every single group you just described yeah <laughs> bum, bam, bum, bam. Uh, actually bam. just just because I feel like we may have been coy with our listeners a little bit um we're not gonna go through obviously Every one of the top 200 most requested songs, but I just want to read the All top 200. I just want to read the 200. top 10. Uh, 
which are um, I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston, Uptown mm-hmm. Funk, Cupid's Shuffle, Don't Stop Believing, like Steve mentioned, Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond, uh, the recently aforementioned Yeah by Usher, featuring Ludacris and Lil Jon, Shut Up and Dance by Walk on the Moon, Wobble by VIC, uh, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake. And I will say most of these songs on this list, especially the top 200, like I said, are not necessarily surprising. It almost seems like wedding songs are a distillation of the music that a culture thinks is important. It almost doesn't mm-hmm. matter, like, like I, I don't necessarily know why "Don't Stop Believing" lyrically necessarily makes any sense to at a wedding, but it's it's a popular song in our culture, and so it just kind of I mean, leaks its way into a wedding. I yes. mean, Nick, with a fifty percent divorce rate, you know, believing and not stopping believing can make an impact. It's a fair point. That's a fair point. Also, I would like to point out the fact that Shout by the Isley Brothers is number 33, which makes no sense to me because I feel like that... Remember the uh, that U2 album that Apple released that they just automatically put that U2 album yes. on everyone's... And everyone hated them and for everyone it. Hated we should it, do but an episode they, on that, Songs of Innocence. But then but then they couldn't like get rid of the album. They just like downloaded it without their permission yeah. and then couldn't help them get it off. I feel like that is Shout... Shout should be that for anybody who runs a DJ booth at a wedding. They just like get there and like, I didn't download Shout. I don't know. It just, it just, it's already on here. We'll delete it. I can't. I can't delete it. It's multiplying. Shout is the HPV of DJs. It's like, it's like uh, uh, the mask. Uh, 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 Jim Carrey's The Mask, where he throws it out the window and just, it comes right. It doesn't matter. It just keeps showing up. Like it gets low. It gets very like soft. See it? And then it gets a little bit softer. And then, and then it, a little and then bit softer. A little bit softer. But then it gets a little bit louder. It gets a little, a little bit louder, louder now. Mm-hmm. A little bit louder. You, you could just play the ups and downs of the softness and loudness on an endless loop for the remainder of time. A little bit softer. A little never, louder now. A little yeah. bit softer now. But never, but never get to the hey, just because that—that's like the the sweet release. It's just thirty minutes of a little bit louder, a little bit louder, a little bit softer, a little bit louder, and then people just go home. That that does bring up a, a point. Here's what I don't like about DJs. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve, you've ooh. held it in for so long. Okay. We know all the toxic bring it, bring opinions it. you have. Spill them out. Uh, and and this is this is one of the things where like this is a very this is a very interesting skill for someone to have. It just so happens to be anathema to how I how I listen to music. But because uh, Andy has played me mixes that he's made before, and they're very good. But it, I want to hear the whole song. I don't. <sighs> I hate uh-huh. I hate getting to like the critical part of the song that I like and all of a sudden now it is you know uh you know get low or something and I was like no I don't want to listen to get low I wanted to listen to bohemian rhapsody all the way through so that is a testament to how old you are, Steve. <laughs> That's fine. That's, I didn't say it would be a popular opinion. Yeah. I just said that it was an opinion. <laughs> so so people in their th- 30s now and older want to hear the whole song. And uh, anyone younger than that, they get annoyed if I'm not immediately mixing into the next song after the first verse and chorus. I um, do. You got to cut it down to 305, as Billy Joel once sagely said, uh, but in in a song, The Entertainer. Anyway, the, 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 the sole exception, though, reading through this list, the sole exception I want to uh, see is uh, 96 into 97. I want someone to blend shots by... Uh, uh, LMA, uh, LMFAO into uh, John Denver's "Take Me Home, Country Roads." I want those two. I want. I want to see someone bleed those together. 
Depending on when this episode drops, I could I could probably figure that out for you, Steve. It's also you, like five removed from the Macarena. So, you know, I'm just saying, like, if you <laughs> No, truly, if we're talking John Denver, shot should have bled into please daddy don't get drunk this Christmas. <laughs> it's, yeah, very true. It's, no, I mean part of part especially especially working on the cruise line, not much less a wedding DJ, but especially working on a cruise line, you have to learn how to mash random songs together. Um, I, I've learned that "Single Ladies" by Beyonce actually goes really well with uh, Leonard Skinner's um, uh, "Sweet Home Alabama." I can get those working very, very well together. Interesting. You, w- yeah. I mean, it's, it, but that's you, at a wedding. You wouldn't usually have a crowd that would be huge fans of both of those songs that would rock out to it. But on the cruise line, it's maybe. like bleeding. It's like bleeding hot in here into Cotton Eye Joe. Again, doable, yes, but but you're absolutely right. <laughs> the mashup would be called Cotton here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Andy, that being said, uh, I think kind of to I, I, I'm curious because uh, to, to Steve's point about wanting to hear the whole song. Truly, if 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 we don't beat around the bush, music at a wedding is kind of almost designed to be in the background anyway. It's almost like you're setting a vibe. And you have to have like the right combination of like right BPMs, songs mm-hmm. that people will be able to sing along to, then songs they can dance to. Is that kind of it, or do you find it's a little people are a little bit more engaged in it? I mean, it's that so varies wedding to wedding. I mean, it's, Steve, it, well, I'll, I'll ask both of you: are, are you both prone to dancing at a wedding? Prone? No, but I do often fall prone. Okay. And, and and what about you, Nick? Um, like, I I I have danced at every wedding I've been to. Um, okay, it's yeah. It, the I, I I will say for the most part, every wedding I've been to has been a legitimately happy and joyous experience. And you combine a little alcohol with it, combined with mm-hmm. to your point, all the songs that we just as a culture collectively know. It's it's yeah. an intoxicating combination. Yeah, I mean, it's you really you're you're you are correct in terms of like needing to set a vibe, uh, as you put it. You know, as the kids say, you got to set a vibe. <laughs> but it's uh, I try and structure things um, because so so you also have, I look at it this way. You know, most people generally when most people get married is 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 in their twenties. I got married in my thirties, but most people get married in their twenties, right? Generally. Um, and at that point, they're still not too far out from having gone to bars and going clubbing and all that. And so there's a very specific set of music that they're going to want to hear and party to. But that set of music is not what grandma and grandpa is going to want to party to, right? So uh, the way I try and approach it is to to dial in and t- as to like who the old folks are, they're going to leave after dessert is served. Because there's always like that, mat, like once the cake is done, hey, hey, this was great, and uh, you know we'll see you at the next one, and they're and they're out. Yeah. So I gotta I'll try see you hook- at the next one. I'll see you when <laughs> the, the you, this one. inevitably fails. <laughs> no, and no, you have no. To do see this you again. like when cousin cousin Jerry gets married or whatever. That's what I mean. Not, oh, not cousin that this Jerry's can, not getting yeah. married. His parole officer won't let him go more than twenty feet from his house. But he gets down with that little ankle bracelet he when does. he's allowed to. Yeah. Um, no, I try. I try and I try and set it up so that that the quote unquote older folks have something that they can they can sort of enjoy, and if I can manage to get those folks on the dance floor and then slowly bring in the young, I mean there there are people you've seen them all at weddings. There are people that are just gonna as soon as there's enough of a beat to dance, they're already on the dance floor. Doesn't matter what it is, they just they just they just want to dance. Yeah, and they're perfect because they get other people to come on the dance floor as well. Um, but if I can sort of 
slowly simmer to a point where like in that last hour, sure, I'm playing, you know, whatever the current, you know, Pulse Malone uh, uh, club hit is. And if grandma is still out there dancing, then I've done my job correctly. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you do want to avoid the situation where, where, oh, oh God, remember, remember at that wedding last night? Yeah, I, I don't think I can ever unsee uh, Nana dancing to push it. I just, I just don't think it'll ever, don't think I'll ever live it down. Yeah, it's on tape too, and but it's I also mean, it's, I th- I th- it's going to be like the ring. Hey, good for grandma. It's going to be like the ring. We can't destroy the tape. The tape destroys us. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I just I think I've done my job correctly if if I'm able to pull that off. It doesn't always happen. Some people just don't want to dance, uh, and that's that was actually going to be. I was going to towards the end like go through like a almost like rapid fire super specific questions, uh, but that was one of them. Have you ever DJed a wedding where almost nobody danced? Or yes. You, really? Okay. Yeah. So, so again, I mean, so you you both have mentioned when looking at this list, like these are universally like they're they're culturally just songs that people generally enjoy and will probably have fun with. Um, there's a few like uh, that are also regional, like um, so the cruise line where I work is in the middle of Baltimore. So um, urban music, I'll, I'll put it that way, urban music tends to be where the vibe goes more often than not. So I don't even know if it's on any of these lists, but uh, there's a song called Before I Let Go. Um, uh, oh, shoot. Now the artist is escaping. I think it's the Isley Brothers. No, that's not right. Um, anyway, there are certain songs that um, if if I play them and people don't dance, then they're just not going to dance. Like there, there's... And and I'm I'm okay with that. Like that's as a wedding DJ, dancing is a huge part of it, and 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 getting the party going is a huge part of it. But it's also queuing up the first dance song and introducing people and making sure the evening flows with all the other events that need to happen. Yeah. Um. So like I don't. In the in the beginning, I often felt like a failure if my dance floor was wasn't always packed. But now cornhole's a thing, and. Having, you know, grilled cheese food trucks midway through the evening so people can get a snack. Like, there's all these things that go on at weddings now that dancing is just a, a small a small part of it. Fra- oh, Frankie Beverly and Mays. I don't know why I thought the Isley Brothers. Frankie Beverly uh, and Mays. We are judging you because we are masters of music on this show, and we oh. know all of these musicians <laughs> and their songs. So, well, and that song has been covered by Beyonce. So now there's a whole new generation of people that enjoy that song. And so that's one that... Especially in Baltimore, if people don't dance to that song, they're not going to dance. And I, like, then it's just okay. I'll have fun mixing, you know, songs for myself, and they'll be, you know, they'll be worked from this list. But otherwise, you know, we'll just let it go. Now, the the one wedding I'm thinking of in particular was a dry wedding. They didn't serve alcohol, and I didn't find out until afterward that that was because uh, someone someone related to the wedding uh, was recovering alcoholic so it's completely understandable um they hi- they had me hired from like 5 to 10 and i think everyone was gone by like 7:30 because there was no so no like they ate dinner they cut the cake people ate dessert and everybody left so Sounds the bride great yeah oh uh, uh, like, that's the, I, <laughs> ah yes in bed by 9:30 that's yeah, the perfect I, wedding to be invited to <laughs> according to me and i i felt i felt terrible and i i went to them and i i said you know you you have me until 10 o'clock like if you want me to just play what you want while you open gifts that's that's fine and they're like no 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 go ahead and pack up and 
I was okay, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. But um, yeah, alcohol is is a huge part of people having fun at weddings for it's, sure. Yeah, on the one hand, I feel like it shouldn't be that necessary to have the alcohol in order for people to to party. But at the same time, I, I'm putting myself in that position. And yeah, if you're stone cold sober the entire time, it's, yeah. A hundred percent, Nick. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, listeners. Mike has been here this whole time. Uh, whole he's just time. been very, very lost in thought. But, uh, but he definitely. I just had it. to. I, I had to speak for him in that moment because I just. Um, I, another question I had, Andy. Have you ever been? Because you, you mentioned like how regionally, like the kinds of music that mm-hmm. people would want to hear at a wedding can change. Do you ever have uh, DJ weddings where the people there have? either hyper-specific taste or music they want you to play that is not, like, the norm on this? Like, someone who's, like, all country music or only death metal or only Broadway musicals. Like, do you ever run into hyper-specialized stuff? Nick wishes there was somebody who got married to nothing but death metal. (laughs) I mean, that will be me. The, and and that's fine. Uh, probably the well, let me just side note because of the death metal. Probably the best wedding ceremony I've attended uh, was where the bride's brother played the metal wedding march from um, I want to say Flash Gordon. It's from a movie like it's just the guitar. Like it was amazing. He sat on his amp and he played that as she walked down the aisle, and it was it was mm, fucking rock. It was great. Hell yeah. Um, uh, so I've I've had it. I now where... pronounce you Mr. and Mrs. Guar. <laughs> 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 I've ha- I've had it where um, the the couple um, they had they had they they sat down and wrote out like you're gonna play this song at five thirty as people are walking in. After that, at five thirty four and twenty seconds, you're gonna play this song, and they had it completely mapped out, start to finish. I was literally there to cue songs and play them and had no creative or or just no no input from a DJ perspective whatsoever. And the evening was was terrible um, because they, you know, they wanted their music. And that's I mean, it's your wedding. I'm not going to argue. It's your wedding. I'm working for you. If that's what you want, that's what you want. But Tibetan throat singers are nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it 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 was it it was painful. Uh, so you couldn't because, take requests from anyone or anything. No, no, no. no. Like she, th- they like specifically for the ceremony, and then for the cocktail hour, and then for dinner, and then for dancing. They had it all planned out to 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 a T, like timing wise. Um, and they even. Uh, you have to make distinctions now because, uh, you know, everyone covers everything right now. So um, if unless you're, like, super specific of I need this artist and this song um, or, like, this version of the song by this artist, because uh, there's a chance that I'll play, like, I'm just trying to think, like, all right, All Along the Watchtower, right? Arguably one of Jimi Hendrix's, like, m- best songs, but it's a Bob Dylan original, right? So if someone requests to me All Along the Watchtower, I'm going to play Jimi Hendrix, but if they want if but if they wanted Bob Dylan, I'm just not gonna know that because Jimmy's the famous one. Yeah. So so that. um so yeah, well, you know, but are you telling me that no, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> I mean DJs love it when you make requests. So yes and no. Yeah, yes and no. It depends. So to get back to your, your original question, Nick, like so there was that where they just completely laid out all we want is this these songs in this order at these times. And then I had a couple ones who they really they loved country music, so I all they ever all they ended up was playing country, but they also like the list of music they gave me 
translated to about six and a half hours of music for a four-hour ceremony and reception. Half um, of it was about drinking beer and trucks. The other <laughs> half was about their cheating wives. And then every so often, there'd be a song about America. And I like I I stress in that moment because like I there's no. You play every um, song at double speed and get them all right, in. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no... There, there, Proud there, to be there an was American, no direction. I know, I'm free. You know, like, like there, there was no direction as to, like, all right, even a top 10 out of these, you know, out of the six hours of country music would have helped me in terms of dialing in what they wanted. They just dumped it and said, here. They just, yeah, here it is, you know. Um, I like to tell folks to give me a give me a top ten because I mean because if you think about it like a, a well for for those listeners that don't know people used to listen to music on CDs and they could be anywhere from ten to twelve tracks and and anywhere from an hour to an hour and twenty so if you think about it like ten songs can translate to about an hour of time at a you know at a reception that might only be four hours and receptions when I say might only be four hours. You know, depending on how the timing goes for that evening, you could have me actively DJing for three of those hours or for 45 minutes just because, you know, grandma passed out during the ceremony. And so that delayed everything else after that. Yeah. I mean, push um, it's a hard song to dance to. You know, you have to rest afterwards. <laughs> yes. I did. I, I did didn't know almost bring someone to a heart attack once early, early on in my DJ career. He this man just boogied down and then he had to sit down. And I was genuinely worried because he wasn't moving, and the family had to come over and like fan him, and, and it was, ooh, I was like, ah, oh, that man, I'm just not gonna DJ anymore. I'm killing people in a bad way. It's no good. <laughs> um, I'm a monster. But yeah, requests can be, uh, because the other thing, like, uh, as a DJ, you like your job is to a. Like take requests, you know the the couple is going to have a vibe they want you to do, um, but then uh, as you were alluding to, Nick, that vibe doesn't always fit with what the 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 wedding guests want to hear. Um, so if the request is just like like if it's a country wedding and they want something from like Cardi B, it's just like that's not the vibe. Like we might get there to that vibe, but right now that's not where it is. Um, I, I partially ask because I've I've learned this the hard way over the years since my teenage years that the music I'm interested in is not let's say broadly appealing and I nope, found not, not many the times like anytime someone says like you know if we're in a car ride and it's like past the aux cord or where Steve and I used to mutually work sometimes we could put music on and they I would always get a blank check and say put on whatever you want but I learned. People don't mean that. They say, put on something you want that I would like to listen to also. Mm -hmm. And so I almost had to learn what kind of music is broadly appealing. I almost be like, because I, I never, when people say put on whatever you want, I never put on what I actually want. I still put on what I think people will enjoy, which is mm -hmm. the closest I think I will ever be to becoming a DJ. But I understand where you have to say, you almost have to reel people in a little bit if they're yeah. asking for music that's not the vibe. And nobody there ever had a question as to who was playing music when Nick was playing music. We were all <laughs> it was very much aware. Uh, who's, no one was God, like, hey, God who's playing Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> who's playing Jesse's girl? I don't know. It could be any number of people. Instead, it, it's like, hey, who's playing the sound of a monster truck being destroyed and also set on fire? Oh, that's probably Nick. Hey, that song was nominated for a Grammy. So, I mean, so when it comes to requests, so so there's uh, all right. Here here's some like uh, wedding wedding DJ tips to the to any couples out there who are planning a wedding. Um, this is a very uh, informative episode. Yes, yeah. listeners, take note. 
So a really good way to to um, control the vibe but also know what your guests want to play is to include a spot on your invitation with a song, uh, a space for a song request. So that every invitation that goes out that comes back will have a single song request. And if, if there's 100 people that are coming, now you already have 100 songs, 50 of which you can say, there's no way we're fucking playing that. <laughs> and 50 of which are like, oh, yeah, we've, we've got to play... Uptown Funk or, or whatever the song might be. So that way, like, you can get an idea of what your guests want, want to hear and you can pass it along to your DJ. So he he already knows. He doesn't have to guess and sort of, uh, no, not this one. Uh, okay, here's where we need to sit with Belle Biv DeVoe and off off we go. Um, so that, that and then also that way, like, at the wedding, if you already know, all right, they've already given you requests and I have a list, then no one else can give them requests on the day of. And I can just politely say, I'm working from a playlist. Go sit back down. Yep. Until so. they get drunk and just decide that they for and, and just forgot that they asked you already. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there's that. Play poison. <laughs> I just I play I just, poison I already. The wor- All right. So the most annoying for me is when someone requests a song and then immediately leaves to go outside. Hey, hey, can you play this? And then they're called away to go take photos or something. And it's just like, but you. Uh, okay, well, I'm not going to play this now because you're not even here to listen to it because then you're going to come back f- 10 minutes later and say, hey, can you play this? Like, no, I already played it. Get yeah, out of here. No, nobody needs to hear Fat Bottom Girls again, Jerry. <laughs> Au contraire, Fat Bottom Girls is... Where on the list was it? I just saw it. Fat Bottom Girls. Uh, number 103. 103, yes. Now, the, the flip side to that, I'll say, is for some people, um, being able to participate in... Choosing a song, especially if it's successful, can really make someone's night. So, like, I had a wedding where, like, so, I mean, you're, we're looking at this list, and, like, if anyone requests any of these songs at a wedding, it's just like, well, yeah, I'm probably going to play that already. That's already in the works. And one of those is uh, September. I actually wrote this down. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. Um, I played a wedding where a young man came up and was like, hey, man, can you can you play September? Let's get these old folks dancing, man. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, in my head, I was like, you annoying little shit. Like, of course I'm going to play September. It's a wedding. Like, yes, this is going to happen. Um, and then, of course, that got a crowd that hadn't been dancing yet eventually joined on the dance floor. Um, and he bragged about it for the rest of the night. And at the time, it annoyed the ever-living hell out of me because it – it was almost like not emasculating, but it just made me feel like, oh, I mean, I must not be know how to DJ or must not be doing my job correctly because this guy made this request and, and you know, he's taking all the credit. But in the end, like, who cares? He's he's now happy that he has credit for like, oh, yeah, I made this request. And no one really cares on my end. Like, no one's judging me at that point. So, um, yeah, I went off on a huge dash in there. I'm sorry. No, that's um that's interesting because actually it just occurred to me um, – Hopefully, if things go well, you don't get return business. But at the same time, I'm sure if you do a good job, you get a lot of word of mouth from people there. I'd say about 90% of the business that I have is all from previous guests at previous weddings. Yeah. Um, yeah, Because advertising gets you, gets you so far. Um, but really, it's people need to see you in action. Yeah. Um, I know so. similar things with uh, I've heard from wedding photographers. Like if 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 you do a good job with one, like it's word of mouth how you then get mm-hmm. all of your, everything wedding related. It just seems to be do a decent job. Your wedding videographer, your wedding photographer, your DJ, everything. Yeah. If you do a decent job, you do a decent word job. of mouth will. Yeah, I, I, 
I did an Egyptian wedding this summer that was di- a direct result of an Egyptian wedding I did last summer. Um, where the couple just, oh, hey, you, you did such a great job there mixing in the Indian, uh, the Egyptian request. Can you, can you come back and do that for us? Absolutely. Can you just, like, if, if you're a DJ, like, in a small enough city, can you just lock down sh- shit like that? Could you be the Egyptian wedding DJ guy? Uh, yes. In a I small believe that was the like... plot of the film The Wedding Singer, Nick. Uh... <laughs> so, uh, definitively, um, uh, as far as I understand, like, the, the, the Greek population that's that's here around baltimore and dc there's a couple guys that sort of run that circuit i've been i've had the pleasure of doing a greek wedding but that was only because i was roommates with the the groom uh at one point so that's how i got the gig but otherwise roommates so to speak yeah yeah exactly groommates groommates subletters groommates edition Um, (laughs) oh my god thank you for that promo for a web series we did over three years ago I mean, you 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 can always use more views, man. That's oh, of course. Uh, no, that would assume we had views to begin with. We need we need some views first, and I, then we'll get more. We views. have uh, some views, Steve. We just need more. Yeah, but thank you. No, I didn't. I didn't want to digress too far. No, so, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. So you did get into one Greek wedding that way. Yeah. And and you how know, big and fat was it? Yes, Steve. I, you know, I fought the temptation to do that, Steve. But you apparently don't have the f- moral fortitude to do the same. Well, this it was uh, it was a big and fat Greek. Actually, what was so the 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 bride was Greek and and the groom was not, and there the 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 mother son dance was to I want to say it was to like an ACDC song, like it might have been um, Hell's Bells. I I wish I could remember off the top. It was just kind of like bells. it was it was an uh, to me it was like okay that that'll be that'll be fun and what it turned into was like his entire family getting up to dance with them so that was cool, um, but the interesting thing about this wedding was like the bride and groom really wanted me there but I think the bride's mother was dead set on also having a Greek wedding band, um, so I essentially traded sets. There was a Greek wedding band set up across this this giant uh, uh, conference room at like a conference center in D.C. They were like center in front of the dance floor, and I was set up on a little stage off to the side, and then we just traded off. Um, and it actually was a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds cool. I like um, to to move back here. I I looking to, looking through the wedding list. I do like the existence of songs that I don't feel should be played at weddings. That may, that people seem to be missing the uh, missing the like the fact that well right here gold diggers on here um, <laughs> uh, uh, oh wait what was the other one oh um, uh, 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 blurred lines is on here mm. um, there's uh, there's like three or four more like I look I know that you know God bless the blur- the broken road is a very sweet song but like I don't see how you really get i guess that's maybe like a a first dance sort of song um but yeah but like stuff like blurred lines and and gold digger and like songs that are very specifically written to or maybe even put a ring on it a little like uh, mm-hmm. single ladies a little bit just like little on eh, the nose. i don't know if, i don't know if this is like it's a little too close to home here at the wet at the old wedding so I mean, with blurred lines, they they had that whole thing uh, with that that it sounded oh, and, really close to. And now the to... macarena, apparently. Yeah. Now that we've learned that that was also the macarena. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That the um, uh, subject matter, the lyrics, doesn't really line up. I mean, that that thing actually there could be said about um, uh, what is it? Hey, Yam by Outcast. 
is a super upbeat song, but really sad, depressing lyrics. If you if you actually sit down to read them. Um, but I think more so half of these songs, they're there because people can sing along to them. And the other half, it's, it's just a groove. Blurred Lines uh, is so close to uh, Got to Give It Up, I think is the name, by, by Marvin Gaye. In fact, they had the whole... Yeah, it's yeah. weirdly close. Yes. Yeah. So weirdly close. Right. So, so, but it went but, dun, 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 da, da, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. So, so I think part of why that can be so popular is that music uh, also appeals to the older crowd. Because just musically, not lyrically, but musically, that's the one that can get a lot of people grooving. Um, sort of, I mean, Uptown Funk is the second one that's also, um, the old school vibe enough that it it's it appeals to a wide wide age range of an audience. So, uh, beyond that, I mean, there's always going to be inappropriate songs at weddings. Has what's the most inappropriate song that you've you've been asked to play or or have been forced to play, whichever came first? So, uh, for with your love of um, SoundCloud rappers, I had a wedding once where the groom's brother pestered me for half of the wedding to let instead of doing a speech, he wanted to perform his rap song and he was gonna he wanted to connect his phone to my sound system so we could play his instrumental and that was gonna be his speech instead of a regular speech he was gonna just perform his SoundCloud rap. And I, I had to get um the coordinator to try and like talk everybody out of it, but they just went ahead with it and it was the exactly how you feel in terms of cringe just multiply that by 100 it was it was terrible was it even terrible. relevant to the groom oh no 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 not at all it was just him trying to like like show off hey i, oh I produced this and, made, and all it was mm, it was bad he's like follow it, for follow like and subscribe right and it was it was also the same wedding many there was blessings a, on your life together the same wedding there's a guy that was adamant about me announcing like he wanted me to make sure that i included like that it was his birthday on in multiple announcements and I was like, that's cool. Like, I'll give you a shout out like once, but it's 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 not your day. Like, it's your day, but you're here for, for someone else's day. It's just not your day. Yes. Uh, he, and he, he proceeded to get so drunk that he fell over on the dance floor and like concussed himself um, just because he was it was his birthday. So he was going to live it up. And uh, he was dancing to some Michael Jackson and fell over and like knocked himself out. Please tell me the song was "Blood on the Dance Floor." <laughs> oh, that would have been brilliant. Oh uh, no, no, ah, uh, no, it wasn't. Oh God, that would have been perfect. Yeah, that that's that's probably the most cringe. Um, beyond that, I mean, the other there there's just times when I can say. Like if someone makes a request, like oh, I don't have that on my hard drive today, or I don't have a clean version. Even if I do, because they're not going to know. And yeah. and and it's I don't <laughs> I don't want to put Nick Brigadier's phone uh, on the aux cord and just surprise the whole wedding party with some death metal. That's just not. It's your wedding day. You are very happy. Yeah, yeah. That's that's those are the ones that stick out to me in terms of just. Odd show-stopping requests and show-stopping in a bad way. Wow, this has been this has been wildly illuminating. Like I said, my my frame of reference for weddings is, I would say, more limited than probably even most people my age. I feel like to, to your point, Andy, you were saying um, maybe it's changed a little bit. I would still say majority of people get married in their twenties, but even early thirties, you start to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like I've gone to relatively few weddings uh, in that time, but. 
all of your insights very illuminating. I think the only other question I had was just if you had any other. I almost don't know whether to ask like do, like almost as like a PS. Just uh, just ask it. Well, I don't know if it's more useful for the world. In, in, I don't know if it's more useful for the world in general for you to give like PSAs to our listeners who might be getting married about like do's and don'ts for like how to either how to yeah. book a wedding DJ or like proper protocol or just if you um, had any other anecdotes I'd be or interested. if you'll travel for work you know <laughs> to like New York or something so so um, so two things uh, yeah, yeah I, I will travel if the price is right I'm happy to travel. And that that that'll, that's going to be most DJs' answer, I think. Um, um, I have started creating like there are few and far between right now. I have one uploaded and and another one that's been recorded, but I've started like a, a vlog of j- just that kind of information of uh, I uh, sort of my unique perspective as a wedding DJ professional um, sort of. Uh, advice and then also because I've been through the process myself, kind of sharing my my anecdotes. And there's um, outtakes. Yeah. Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, I'll just do. I'll just. Uh, I'll cover real quickly. I guess um, sort of the top three things. And I think can we can do. we link your vlog in the show yeah. notes? Like, if people want to see like more in depth. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> I didn't agree to this. <laughs> I'm. So, I'm. Steve. It's gonna happen, man. Just go with it. Just go with it. No, you're just not riding it. my coattails. Not anymore. I also did not point out at the beginning of the episode like I wanted to that we are, all three of us, like, the accumulation of our independent career choices is the sum total of the of every career choice mocked in, like, a common sitcom. Yeah. It's like podcaster, oh, yeah. actor, comedian, DJ. So, so uh, can, all right, here's, you wanted to hear a funny story, Nick. Uh, at one point, Steve and I had a little mandate, and we went and saw uh, The 40-Year-Old Virgin. And at one point, uh, they were tearing into um, the character because he had all these action figures and, like, comic book paraphernalia. And I leaned over to Steve and, and basically just kind of, ha, 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 see? See? Yeah, yeah, this is you. They're making fun of you in this movie. And then maybe 10 minutes later, he's doing close-up magic for uh, to try and impress, like, his love interest's daughter. Um, and it's just cringeworthy close-up magic. And... I am a close-up magician. <laughs> uh, and then I reached over and said, ha, ha, yeah, that's embarrassing for you, isn't it? Yeah, our, our career choices are, are questionable, for sure. Um, no, I mean, it's, so for the first thing I tell, especially if couples are just starting to, sh- to shop around, is to make a, a wedding-specific email address. Um, something that, you know, just... So, like, my wife and I... Um, we we combined our last names and tacked on the year we were getting married, and then that was at gmail.com. And so all of our dealings with the vendors and as we were shopping around, we used that email address as the contact information um, so it could sort of all get organized into one spot. And uh, as, as will happen with anything, you'll start getting those random like ad emails that are wedding specific or whatever you've happened to Google that day. So now all that's just in that email instead. Um so that's the first thing. Um, now I'm trying to remember what the hell I wrote down for the for the for the vlog. Um, the uh, second thing would be to to get an idea of how you want to spend your money. So like, um, if you want to splurge on like a super fancy venue uh, and catering, that's gonna wake up most of your budget. Or would you rather, you know, just get like a barbecue place to cater and then pop your money into your videographer or <clears throat> your DJ. 
Um, you know, figure out how you want to budget that so you can plan from there. And then the last one is to be flexible with all your venue and your like date choices. Cause the, it's rare that the date you want and the perfect venue coincide. It's just, it's just not going to happen. It's not a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, be flexible because it's, yeah, it just, it's not going to happen. So I like that the third the third piece of advice for couples getting married is it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Get over it. It's the well, best just, lesson you can learn getting married. Yeah, it's just, yeah. You have uh, to compromise from the very beginning. You, you, I mean, especially now. I mean, all the weddings that didn't happen uh, uh, during during the pandemic are all happening now, at, along with all the people that got engaged during the pandemic. They're all looking for uh, for bookings now. So venues, especially. Um, they're just they're doing their best to to take care of everyone, but there's only so much time and so many slots and so many slots, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Oh, hundred percent, Andy. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. That one was just for Mike. <laughs> yeah. Mike, um, I know you're listening there somewhere. Probably. Yeah. Just Why did in you his look up into heaven like he's dead? <laughs> Worse, he's in Jersey. Nick just said, Mike, I know you're. Mike just Nick just looked up and said, "Mike, I know you're there." Somebody just looked up at the ceiling, like Mike. Mike's been dead for years. I if he was dead, lo- I'd be looking down, Steve. I feel like Mike could very easily be weakened at burn burning all all of us, like at all times. Like we, he's been dead for years, but his body will never decompose. And if you play the right music, it'll just dance <laughs> around and talk. <laughs> that that would be. You know what? You guys should just just low budget remake that that shit. And just that—that's the plot of the movie, but it's just around New York. Yes, and, weekend at um, Russell's. Yeah. We- weekend in Plattsburgh, we'll call it. Yeah, there you go. Instead of him being dead, though, I think I want him to keep him alive, and he's just cursed by like an old woman he almost hits with his car or something. And like, but instead of instead of like a Stephen King setup where like he'll get older or fatter, he'll just like uncontrollably dance whenever any music is put on for the rest of his life. I think he's already cursed. Then. Oh no. I'm definitely cursed in that same way too, unfortunately. <laughs> um, the only other uh, uh, sort of story that I really wanted to share, um, as I'm looking at my notes, uh, is is when you're an end advice for when if you're asked to make a speech, um, don't do your rap song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't a don't do your rap song, uh, but b don't uh, don't 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 bat outside your. Um, your your comfort zone like no one's expecting you to to have this extravagant you know just magical speech um and uh, the way the reason i bring that up is uh, uh there was a, a a wedding speech where the 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 maids of honor who were the older and younger sisters of the bride contacted me like a week and a half before the wedding to say Hey, we like what this these girls did in this YouTube video. Can you make us that track and 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 we'll perform it? And the the video was I think it was viral. Um it was two girls who like they had a bunch of different karaoke songs mashed up and they rewrote the lyrics to each of those songs to reflect the uh, the story of the bride and groom. And it was great because everyone in the wedding party clearly in the video like this was a thick karaoke was this friends group thing everyone knew they did karaoke so the fact that they did this was appropriate and and it was amazing because they could sing and everyone knew the story of this bride and groom so it was like it was super cool um so don't contact the DJ a week or so before the wedding because then then you know you haven't practiced it number one <laughs> 
Um, and number two, don't get drunk before you do it because then it just turns into what this, what this turned. So, all right, I have to set the scene here. The, this couple got married at like two o'clock in the afternoon and then the reception was at 6 PM and they, the wedding party traveled around in the limo or hung out at the hotel in between and got wasted. So it came, came time for their speech. I handed these two young ladies microphones and they said, can you count us in? Oh, oh God. Oh God. Uh, sure. Um, and, uh, uh, I, I sort of was off in the corner and I, I, I counted them in and, and the first song was journey. Right. So journey, uh, don't stop believing by journey. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's there's a sort of uh, uh, four bars uh, that are repeated of the same sort of piano line. So uh, yeah, I, it's also included in almost every popular song written over the last forty years. Yes. Oh yeah. The four, exactly. The four chords. Exactly. Yes. And and it's and again as you've as we've been saying this entire time, these are all songs that people know. So one would hope that they would have uh, known when to come in, but they were very drunk. And it and it turned what it turned into was just them shouting what they had written down, um, and and every every because it was like I don't know six or seven songs that were mashed together, so I counted them in. They missed their cue, and it just came out just a small town girl, and it was just like oh oh god oh god, and they 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 hurried through those lyrics. So what happened is for each little segment, they finished their lyrics easily four or five bars before it switched into the next song so it was like lyric 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 shouted no no tone no nothing just shouted lyrics and then nothing from them until the, the next song hit and then because they weren't practiced the next song you know cued in came and went and they were late on that one and then it was shout 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 and now we're done and wait miss the cue shout 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 and it was just um and what made it amazing is it was it was terrible. Uh, so much so that I think even the bride turned to the best man who was going to make a speech next and said, "Well, you can say anything and you'll be fine." Um, but this was um, so half of the the bride's family was was from out of the country, and so mo and most of them didn't speak English. And and all of this all of these songs were in English, so they finished this six or seven minute just travesty of what they were hoping was going to be amazing and because none of that side of the family actually understood what happened they got a like a standing ovation so just imagine like the worst karaoke performance ever but as Done. a as a wedding speech and then they still got a standing ovation because they didn't actually understand what the hell they just did ah sounds like my favorite audience <laughs> secret to happiness understand yeah. less yeah, it was. That's, a, um, that's also the theme for this show. A little bit is, oh, you know, it was awesome. How terrible it was. <laughs> Ooh, that's, I mean, that's oddly poetic, Steve. I am an odd poet. Yeah, it's uh, that's. I cringe. I cringe when I think about that. Um, I'm trying to. I'm, I I know I had other stories that I wanted to bring up, but they're just not coming to me at this point. Well, I guess we'll never have you back on that. No, it's no. It'll be. <laughs> yeah, this is the only shot. Yeah, this is all fascinating. This is all honestly fascinating. Like I said, this is, this is a world that I have I have tread into very little. So so thank you for all for all of the um, fun facts, helpful PSAs, anecdotes, and uh, additional context on some of these top two hundred popular wedding songs. No, you're welcome. My pleasure. I I I would very much assuming that you know like we don't get off this call and then Nick texts me is like God never. Never, I can't believe you did this to us. Like, I'm assuming that doesn't happen. Uh, 
Uh, Andy, you're one DJ I'd hire again. Aw, thank you. You're so gross, Nick. (laughs) You're so... But you, uh, that's so sappy. I hate you. Anyway, I would like to. I would like to definitely have uh, have have Andy back on the show because uh, he laughs at everything I say, mm-hmm. and that is a person you keep around. Damn it! Uh, especially when you have Nick on the other side who laughs at nothing I say. Sorry, no Steve. How- I don't get your Howdy Doody and Brady Bunch references right off the top of my head. No matter I, I, wasn't, how, I wasn't around when that was on, unlike you. No matter how apropos or funny it is, he refuses on purpose to laugh at things I say. Uh, I, there's evidence, uh, but I would I brought that up to say Open that your I, eyes, sheeple. I would like to I would like to have Andy back on on like a like a like a not a real oh a real episode. This is bullshit. No, on, you know like on a like actual like dissect because Andy is despite he will he will not say this. Andy is a very funny guy. Uh, and, uh, yeah, now he's staring at me blankly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a very funny guy and I would love to, I would love to do an actual, like a, a real honest God song topsy on, uh, just, just, to, just something. I, I want you to bring something in, buddy. I want okay. you to bring in something for us to really, okay, really sink our teeth into. Okay. I can, I can, I, I have, I have quite a library of music I can pull from for that. Um, unless Nick says no, cause oh, no, he could, no, cause you absolutely. know, he, he well, 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 you know, he's, after after this, he'll like text me separately and say something. I'm sure, but my God, what? <laughs> you, you, Why are you throwing me under the bus in front of my new friends, Steve? God. Yeah, we we talked for like 30 seconds before you got on. But we were getting along famously, Steve. And I can't have that. No. Um, you there's relationship, George, and there's work, George. <laughs> You're killing independent, George. Uh, You're killing independent, George. Okay, that's that's the oldest reference that I can also feel like I'm a part of. Uh, so I thought of something uh, a few weeks ago listening to your podcast, and, and and Steve is right. I laugh at just about everything he he puts out there that, that he intends to be funny. I do find funny. If there's ever anything... So good. I, I love it so much. But, but Steve, if there's ever, ever anything I don't find funny, it's often because um, it's gone over my head. <laughs> Because you, you're it's, uh, Nick. You may disagree. Steve is a very intelligent person. He's probably one of the smartest people I know. Like Almost if, certainly. Oh, for, for sure. Um, and so compared if, to if, most people I know, if there's a joke, especially for hanging out, if there's a joke that he says that I don't immediately understand, I blame myself. It's not that he's. Oh no, Andy, not that's funny. Da- that's dangerous. I'm, I I know, but that's 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 it's that's Steve's just how fault I feel. for not being no. funny. Uh, <laughs> Steve, it is beholden on the comedian to not. Say things that are so above everyone everyone's head that they don't even understand it, and then be angry at them for not understanding it. It's, it might explain my career. You're just too brilliant for all of all you're of just, us. You're just for all the idiots you. out there. Yes. That's you're I'd either... be so famous if it wasn't for all these stupid people who pay money to see me. Steve, there are <laughs> listeners. How dare you, Steve? You're either just way ahead of your time or just a few decades too late. Yes. Great place to be. I'm glad we took this tangent. Yeah, I, I'm I feel, sorry. I feel good now. I'm sorry. I love you, buddy. Do you know where else is a great place to be? Our social media pages, such as on Twitter and Instagram, where you can follow us. Although I will say, um, listeners, you've heard us plug where our stuff is a million times. Listen to any other episode. Andy, is there anything else that you want to plug or uh, anything else you want to say? Oh, so, okay. So, Felicitas Entertainment is the name of my DJ company. Uh, we'll put links being, in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put links in, in the thingy. Um, I named it that because my last name actually means happiness in Tagalog, 
which is the uh, language of the Philippines. So I thought, oh, happiness entertainment. This is perfect, but no one will be able to pronounce it. Um, so the yeah, the, it sucks when things go over people's heads, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is the singing DJ with periods in between the uh, and singing, and then in between singing and DJ. Because uh, apparently there's a dude in Philly who is also the singing DJ, uh, who's like in his 60s and wears Philly uh, uh, tuxedos. So Let's get I'm not him. him. Yeah, he's not as um, good. No, he's not as good. Um, and yeah, so I, I I guess we'll link to uh, the the one vlog I have so far on YouTube about planning your wedding. Um, there's more to come. I just I need to find time to record and edit and all that stuff. And yeah, I folks. can sympathize with that more than anything you've said this episode. <laughs> yeah. I just need to find yeah. the time to edit. Right. He talks about it all the time. And, and and actually to to that end, I have I have four recorded episodes myself of a podcast that I started during the pandemic that I have just not edited yet. Um so I uh I am intending to call it Hustle and Dream. Uh and it's where I interview folks like yourselves who are into creative things. And creating things and maybe want to make a business or, you know, earn money from the stuff they create. Uh, but also the tips and tricks for making that happen around your daily grind that you have to do. So um, eventually that'll get up and running. That sounds I guess, amazing. I, I guess that sounds tuned. like exactly the kind of podcast I would want to listen to. Okay. Uh, it sounds too positive. It sounds like it's adding <laughs> things to the world, not subtracting them. Well, and, and I, I will say so far I have a landscape painter... Um, a rapper, a photographer, and a drag queen, um, who are all have all been guests that are just I just need to edit them and put them out into the to the space to see what people think. Hell yeah! L so. Let us know when they're out, and we'll 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 be sure to plug it. Okay, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yes, you if you hire Felicitas Entertainment, you can be sure that one day. He will talk shit about you to us. <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. It's not like that at all. It's not like that at all. Become no, one of Andy's don't do stories. Don't do that. Don't do that. The, the more, I mean, that's the, those were, this was like three or four out of, out of, I don't know how many I've done at this point. There are, I, all of those weddings that I talk shit about were also like really positive weddings in the end that I could probably tell you other stories of how, how great they were. In the no, end, no, so. no, that's not what this show is no, about. God damn it. <laughs> I'm ruining my career in, in one in one episode. It's just bad, bizarre, um, noteworthy weddings this time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, whereas Nick, Mike, and I ruined our careers over the span of hundreds of episodes. Yeah, yeah. Just, a, just, just a slow, slow death. That's all it is. Uh, speaking of a slow oh. death, Steve, was there anything you wanted to plug? Uh, no, I was going to I was going to plug uh, Andy's company because he he does uh, he also does produce some music as well. He produced our theme song for "Are You Telling Me?" Such a uh, banger, based on three I I very hard vague thing, Nick. three very vague esoteric notes that I gave him. <laughs> like when he was he he and his lovely family came in to visit us, and he was like, "Hey, do you want me to make you?" Uh, for your new show, and I said, "Yeah, I would love that." Oh, what are you looking for? I don't know. It's got to sound like Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Uh, I don't know what Sherlock Holmes sounds like, but I'll give it a go. And he he nailed it. Would you so, say Sherlock uh, Holmes harpsichord and include these quotes? And and it was it, it, no, it was more like I wanted like a drop. I was like I want yeah, a drop. Yeah. I want it to sound so, old and then drop into like a fat beat. And that's what I said. I said fat yeah, beat. He, so Sherlock P H Sherlock Holmes Baroque and fat beat were the notes that I received. 
So, so that that's that's what that came a, of it. It is especially brilliant how well that turned out. Then, given the vagary right, well, of those that. notes, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's awesome. We love it. Yeah, um, that's <laughs> well, Andy. Thank you so much for being on here. This was fantastic. This was this was this was a fun little. Uh, I, I was going to say side quest from what we normally do, but this felt very substantial as well. So, thank you so much for for. Uh, shedding some light on the life of a wedding DJ. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Uh, yeah, we, like uh, to, to Steve's point, we'll have to do this again sometime in the future. Maybe with Mike totally on. Down. We can, we can, because neither of us could give much in, insight onto any of the dancing side of it. But Mike, I I know has stories because I've witnessed him actively create those stories in real time on occasion. Um, and I want I want Andy and Mike to compare stories. We'll make sure is we'll make sure oh your your parents don't hear that episode. Yeah. Yes. Don't worry. Yes, that, that, that'll that be like a Patreon only. That's, um, yeah. But until then, uh, I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Steve Trollinger. I'm Mike Russell. <gasps> yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. And uh, we will see you next week. Take care. <laughs> nice. I'm glad Bye. the mic Thanks. appeared at one point. <laughs> Take good care of yourself. You belong to me. Seek 